Hello, this is Dr. Nancy O'Reilly, and you're listening to Conversations with Smart, Amazing Women. Each week, we bring you an inspiring woman who is a leader in her field. These amazing women are role models for creating positive relationships, building successful careers, and helping you discover your own leadership talents, and to, of course, follow your passion and your purpose. You know, helping women share their stories has been one of my greatest joys and still is. That's why I've, been, I've continued to interview these amazing leading women for almost 10 years, and it's been an amazing journey. Wow. You know, I chose 19 of the best experts from these conversations to co-author my book, Leading Women, 20 Influential Women Share Their Secrets to Leadership, Business, and Life, which, of course, is available in Barnes & Noble, Amazon, and the business section of your area bookstores. So if you haven't bought your copy or if you know a woman who wants to pursue her passion and her dreams, this book is for both of you. This week I'm so pleased to introduce you to an amazing woman who I personally and am very proud of. Her name is Brandy O'Reilly and she is my niece. Brandy was born and raised in Springfield, Missouri. She earned an undergraduate degree in cell and molecular biology and her doctorate in physical therapy from Missouri State University. Brandy began practicing physical therapy in 2008, working eight years in the school systems. Through her volunteer work at Dynamic Strides, she found the remarkable impact therapy had of horses on children. With a goal of helping children with special needs, she is working with Marge Chessman, and her husband, Ryan, to transform dynamic strides into a full-range therapy facility. Occupational, physical, and speech therapy are incorporated with hippotherapy, a sensory gym, and a farm to empower all children to reach their maximum potential. Brandy is living her dream of helping others with her heart and her skill as a physical therapist. So I'm very pleased to welcome Brandy O'Reilly to Conversations with Smart, Amazing Women. Well, good morning, Brandy. This is a great day. It's Monday. It's the beginning of a great week. How are you? I'm doing great. Good morning, Nancy. Did you get all those little little children, those beautiful little children you going this morning, or did you get Ryan? I did. <laughs> <laughs> they're they're all up and running around. They just ran in with a frog in hand a couple of minutes ago, so they're having a good morning. <laughs> well, you're if you if you have to stop to to take care of the frog, go right ahead. But anyway, well, thank you for being with me. You know, this is, you. this is a very, very exciting project that you're a part of. You know, we, it's amazing when we tell each other who we are and what we do. Uh, and women aren't very good at this, by the way. Men are, men are great at it, but women tend to kind of hold back. But, but when we do share our stories, there's typically a, an amazing connection that occurs. And there's always something, you know, you learn about that other woman that just goes, yeah, yeah, me too, me too. So if you don't mind, I'd like to start there and just ask you about how did you get to be the Brandy that I'm talking to today? How did this all come about? Well, um, starting out, I, uh, I'm, I'm from Springfield, Missouri, and I was one of the first in my immediate family to even go to college, and I knew very early on that I wanted to do something in the medical field. I wasn't really quite sure, but as a young child, I was exposed to some physical therapists. I got to watch them. My mom had a daycare in our home growing up, and she had a child that she took care of with cerebral palsy. 
And I remember sitting, just watching this therapist move this child and work on teaching her to sit and, um, you know, just try to improve her function. And, and when I yeah. witnessed that for the first time, I, I just thought, wow, this is the coolest thing, you know. And I early on was just super interested in that and always kind of kept that in the back of my mind. So I started college. My, my brother didn't go to college. My parents didn't go to college. So I was, you know, kind of nervous starting out doing that. And um, I got a bachelor's degree in cell and molecular biology um, and then decided to go to PT school. So got my doctorate and started out working um, in schools for quite some time. Really enjoyed that. And at some point kind of decided that I would take a break from that and spend some time with my kids. So I tried that for a few months, and then all of a sudden, just out of nowhere, um, this idea to start this this new type of facility came to mind, and I really wanted it to, to hold off a little bit so I could spend more time with my kids, but I've kind of been working on it ever since and um, really loved the concept and the idea of a therapy facility for kids with special needs that incorporates the equine portion. So it's just it's such a passion for me, both working with the children and the, incorporating an animal. You know, I'm just very passionate about animals in general, but really enjoy horses and the connection between a horse and a child. So um, it, it just is the perfect fit for for what yeah. what I'm interested yeah. in, and I just feel there's there's a strong need in our community for something new and exciting for these children that need services that doesn't exist. Yeah. Well, you, you and I both have a, a very similar love of, of horses, and I can personally speak to my own own healing because of the horses. When they came into my life, it was a, a really tough time, and a friend of mine took me out to the barn and introduced me to her horse and horses, and uh, make that story short, you know, that was in 2012, and now I have horses, I show and breed horses, but... I mean, I I can <laughs> just be in absolutely the worst moods, but I can go to the barn and spend time with my horses, and I'm always, always in a better mood. I am always uh, uplifted, and, uh, you know, I, I always feel better. And, and I don't think a lot of people really understand that relationship that human beings have with horses, and especially children. Why do you think that's true? I mean, in your, your experience, why do you think... Uh, especially children and horses seem to match up so well. Well, I, I think the horse is such an intelligent animal, and their their perception of need and what's going on with a with a human is so strong that I watch, and it's just these horses seem to know where they need to be, you know, like emotionally with that child each day, and uh-huh. um, so there, there's this connection that happens, like just very organically and, and watching it's just really amazing. And then watching the child, I mean, these children, they seem so empowered when they're on a horse. You know, I, I work with children anywhere from, you know, a child who's severely disabled, who is in a wheelchair, you know, is unable to communicate in any way verbally, you know, and they, they can't tell us what they want, but the smile on their face when they get going on a horse and, um, it's just incredible. It, watching it just, it, it's the best thing. <laughs> well, I don't know that a lot of people understand, but what you're doing is is so important for not only children, but also for horses. I, I don't know what the statistics are, but I know from talking to 
people that own horses, train horses, and that, of course, have horses, that typically they will get a call almost every day about someone who wants to relinquish a horse. These are huge, big animals that can live up to 30-plus years old. And so, I mean, what you're doing is, I mean, I know that a lot of the horses that you use, that you're, you incorporate into your, they call it hippotherapy, but what you, what you incorporate into your therapy are horses that also needed a home and also needed another life. Yep, absolutely. Most of our horses are donated. We have contemplated if someone was interested in, in giving us some funds to buy a horse, that that would definitely be an option. But most of them are given to us. We just took in one the other day who's diabetic, and her owner was unable to keep her just because she needs to be on a dry lot and she needs to be fed twice a day. And yeah. she was unable to get to the facility where the horse was to do that on a daily basis. So yeah. um, we were able to take her in. She's still young, very much capable, just has some dietary needs. You know, so that was a great fit for us. She's, I think, 13. So a great yeah. age for us to take in a horse. But so she still has a lot of life left. And so yeah. we're thrilled and we're absolutely thrilled to get her. Well, well, tell me, tell me about some of the the children that you've worked with, and and how the horses have been. One one story that really maybe stands out in your mind about uh, that you worked with, and and uh, I, I know I, I did visit your facility and and watched uh, a couple of the children, and some of them definitely had some really really special needs. And but you're you're absolutely right because there was. I mean, maybe not physically the body, but then that then this huge big smile occurred in this child's on this child's face that truly did tell me and tell the world that this was a good thing. This was positive. This this child was having a ball. But a story that maybe stands out in your mind that I mean, I think the story about your mother's daycare and watching this child and how you were helping is a, is a again. There's no mistakes in life. I don't believe there are any. But one that stands out in your mind today, as far as you know, hey, that's why I do what I do. Yeah. Well, a, a recent story that stands out into my mind is um, we had a, a new child come in who's autistic, and he was, at the time he came in for his evaluation, he was speaking some, um, signing a lot, very easily frustrated um, with having to verbalize, and so would have tantrums and outbursts, and um, so we went to get on the horse um, the first day, and he, he also has OCD pretty pretty severely, and he um, absolutely freaked out, screaming, kicking, headbutting. I, I had to wrestle him to the ground and hold him to keep him safe briefly. Um, uh-huh. And we decided to just go ahead and physically put him on the horse, even though he was in a bad place. Um, uh-huh. We did, and the, that session w- was a little rough. I mean, by the end, he was calm, but not uh-huh. you know where we wanted him to be. And since then, um, in our old facility, which is only allowing us to do little sessions of therapy instead of doing it year-round, yeah. we saw huge gains with him. He would get on, I mean, he would bring the horse carrots, willingly get on the horse each session. You know, we write goals based off what type of therapist is seeing that child, but one of his goals was to be more verbal and appropriate with being verbal. Um, to speak in sentences and so we got going with him and his mom said this is the place where I hear full sentences his communication is the best it is all week long please yeah. don't stop what you're doing 
Um, right. And our old our old facility, because it's not climate controlled, has limits to it. And that's why we're building this new facility is so that we can go year round. We can use the horse as part of a you know, weekly process in that child's life, not just an eight-week session in the spring and an eight-week session in the fall. So that particular child really stands out in my mind because of the huge improvements. And then the carryover, too, as mom said, you know, he's, he's so excited that, um, you know, when he gets off the horse and he's verbalizing more, that continues, you know, that, that carries yeah. over to at home. And, and that's powerful because that, that changes that family's life for him to be able to communicate instead of getting frustrated and headbutting and hitting and um, and those sorts of things. This is such a win-win situation because not only does the child win because of the experience with the horse, but the horse wins because it has a wonderful job. And again, having a child with special needs affects the whole family. And if you stop and think about it, the greater part is the community. So, I mean, I, I think what you're doing is so extremely valuable, and, and I don't know that a lot of people even understand the importance of incorporating and bringing horses and children together to, to do all these things. What kind, of, what kind of outreach are you doing or things that we can do to help with outreach? Because I think, again, understanding and awareness especially is so very, very important. And, again, even just the importance of letting people know the horse itself, how important they are, really are in our society, and that we really do need to think about, people in general need to think about how they, they care for horses or they, you know, buy a horse. I mean, you know, it, it really upsets me sometimes when I hear people don't have insurance for their horse, or if the horse isn't winning, I mean, this is something that I've experienced in my own own arena as far as people that show and have show horses and breed show horses is that if the horse isn't winning, they want to sell it. I mean, you know, it's really interesting uh, that we don't really, uh, what we value and what we, what we consider more important than, you know, I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm kind of on my own podium right now, but it really frustrates me when people don't understand uh, that these are animals that are going to be uh, living Thirty plus years, and that they have they have needs. They're sensitive. They're emotional. They're beautiful, big animals, and uh, they need to be cared for. Yeah, I completely agree with you, one hundred percent. You know, currently, what we're kind of doing is, as we're finishing up these last few months of um, our new facility, is doing a lot of education. Um, we are doing kind of a unique concept with our entire facility, where it's not. Um, just the equine portion anymore in the center of our facility will be an outpatient clinic. But um, we feel like that's very important because a lot of these kids are going to one hospital system for, you know, outpatient therapy. Then they go to equine therapy at a different facility. And so we're trying yeah. to simplify life for these families. So they come in and it gives us more tools. We, we feel like the more holistic approach we take to our therapy, the better for these children. And we want our facility to be, you know, it's located on a farm. So it's just that not that sterile medical environment that some of them are experiencing on a weekly basis, sometimes multiple times um, because yeah. they might get yeah. occupational speech and physical therapy all in a week. So they're just, you know, constantly getting this and it's, it's boring and it's sterile. And so, you know, we're trying to educate our community on, We've got some great options for therapy currently, but we feel uh -huh. like it can be done better. We, you know, come out to this farm where we have horses and 
we're um, developing a sensory gym. So we're, we're meeting with anyone and everyone that will listen, the people that are, you know, helping get these kids into therapy, making sure they know about us. Um, we're getting information to physicians who have to refer to us. We do require a doctor's order for occupational, physical, or speech therapy. So making sure the doctors are aware, here's a new option. So I feel like that's important too. And, and we love the fact that we have this tool over here that's the horse that, um, you know, we don't take lightly. We definitely are very respectful of our horses and are trying to make sure that they're well taken care of. But um, it's, it's really important to us that the community knows about our facility and then is willing to help us because, you know, being a nonprofit, it's obviously takes a lot of money to, for us to cover services. And um, one of our goals is to most facilities have to turn kids away with Medicaid after a certain point because they can, it's such a loss that you can only accept so many Medicaid kids. And we don't want to do that. We want to fundraise so that every kid that needs services, we can find a way to provide that for them. So letting families know too, you, you may not be getting services right now, but you can, it is an option. Your child doesn't have to do without because you can't, you know, financially afford for them to get services. So Absolutely. And again, I think the important thing too is, is not only helping the community understand that the importance is that these families do have a place they can bring their children. But again, for these families as well, the strength and the healing that takes place for all of them. But also the equestrian community also could be extremely, I think, beneficial. The more the, uh, the, the equine, equine equestrian people uh, understand how the horse can be of value to you all and how, I mean, I think that, that gets us all excited when we see the importance of what, we, what we're all doing together. And, uh, I, I mean, I can definitely see how that would be a great connection for you all as well as the horse community just coming in and, and supporting everything you're doing, advertise what you're doing, and, and to really mm-hmm. get word out to lots of people. And, of course, you're going to have lots of horses that uh, will, will need homes, and hopefully there will be some great matches there, too, as far as children and, and some of these horses that can come in and actually help do some of the hypotherapy. So I think it's definitely a win-win for everyone. Also, I, this is a term I use, and I know people kind of get tired of when I when I say this, but I call all 501c3s social profit organizations. I don't like the term not for profit because I think it kind of degrades. I mean, what, I mean, again, at every social profit organization that I know of brings such value to the community and to the individuals that are served by that by that 501c3 that if they all went away, we'd be in big, big trouble. So if you want to, I'll give that name to you, Social Profit, without any problem whatsoever. But, uh, <laughs> I, I love that. That's a yeah, great term. It's just, it's just, it just feels so much better. And, and I think people, when they say, I work for, I work with a social profit organization, seem to seem to kind of puff up and feel good. But if you say, ah, I work for a not-for-profit, it's kind of like, eh, okay, well. Social profit is my is kind of my bugaboo, and I and I do that all. You're not the only one, Brandy. I I say this to everyone. I like that term. You've got this beautiful new facility that's uh, opening up. Is it still is it still going to be October 2017? Yeah, October maybe early November. We're kind of trying to finalize um, the completion date, but um, we're yeah. getting very close. 
And what is your, hopefully, your goal as far as population and serving what children? I mean, what what is your, do you have any numbers? Not that it's necessary to talk about, but, but this really is a, a full-service therapeutic, uh, physical therapy, speech therapy, the occupational therapy. What are all the things that you're going to be doing there? I mean, we have a lot of things we see that, you know, there are need for these these families that we've been working with for years in our community and what's lacking. But our plan is to kind of open slowly. We have um, at least one full-time therapist per discipline to start out. We have a wait list already of 80 children, which is probably at least double what we could serve with our current staff. Um, oh, so wow. we're kind of starting to interview for that second phase of hires. We just don't want to move too fast just in case all 80 of those don't walk through our door. But we, we are planning for that, you know, and, and I think from what I hear, my, my biggest thing has been in the, like, 10 years that I've been working with children as a physical therapist, listening to the parents' needs and wants, like, what is lacking in our community? We've got two great hospital systems that are providing amazing therapy, but what's lacking is something new and exciting. These kids burn out. They get tired of going to the same little clinic yeah. every week yeah. for their entire childhood. And so I, I see these new exciting therapies that are ha- having great results in other bigger cities that these families will drive to, to the other city, live there for a month, and get their child, you know, something new and exciting. So um, yeah. I, I feel like we're, we're about to, to give these families something locally that they can stay here. You don't need to go away anymore. So there's a, there's a lot of different things that we'd like to do in the future. I mean, we're going to open and, we, you know, one day we may have you in the clinic and the next day you're on a horse um, or yeah. you may be 50-50 during a session. We may stretch you for 30 minutes and put you on a horse for 30 minutes. You know, and so then as far as expansion goes, there, there's so many different directions we can go. Our, our phase two for sure is our sensory gym. Um, we were hoping it would be open when we initially opened, but um, that's not going to happen. We're going to have to raise funds to, to finish it. Um, but that sensory gym is a really cool component, too. Um, we can use it for therapy, but a lot of these kids that are on the autism spectrum or just have sensory processing disorder have um, sensory diets. Their bodies have so much sensory input that they need every day to function properly. And so that sensory gym is going to be open to the public you know, a couple hours a day so that you can come and pay to get in or there may be like scholarships, you know, to where you can you can get in for free and come use our facility. So we're really excited yeah. about that, that too, um, as soon as we can get that up and going. So I, I can see you all having a petting zoo or something. I, I, I think knowing you and Ryan, I'm sure you'll make this into a, a beautiful facility, but also something that people will want to come and visit and and enjoy and and you're right i mean i think i mean it has to be fun i mean it has to be fun for the parents and fun for the kids and uh, mm-hmm. a positive experience so I, i'm so excited for you all that's that's so wonderful because i think i think that's what we have to do as far as healthcare overall is concerned is that make you know it's not the end it's the beginning for many it's not the end of them uh, what of their lives it's the beginning it's the next chapter mm-hmm. it's something great that's going on that that's going to change the world for better and make the world a better place too so yeah no I, I think it's wonderful i'm going i'm going to read this quote because i i'm i'm looking at it and i'm thinking this is really a good quote but this is from one of the mothers of one of your children it says the lives of my son have been changed through being a part of dynamic strides therapy 
Each have different struggles, but the result is the same skills, confidence, and joy. The involvement of horses during therapy was a game changer for our family. The level and rate of success in meeting therapy goals and then being able to take those skills home in the community is astonishing. I think that's a wonderful quote, and I've stolen that from your fundraiser, but I think that's what people need to understand is what it actually does for these families and what it does for these children. Astonishing. Astonishing is a great word, but... You've got some things coming up, and people probably need to know about those. Again, your new facility, I can't wait to see it. But uh, what else is going on that you would like everyone to know? Well, we're doing our first big fundraiser. We're hoping for it to be our annual event called Harvest Moon. And Ryan and I are going to open up our farm, specifically our barn, to have a real fun night to raise money for Dynamic Strides Therapy. It's October 14th. And it's just going to be a very casual evening with um, some of the best restaurants in Springfield are providing food. So we're going to do like a food and wine pairing during the event. And then um, as soon as the fundraising portion is over, we're going to have a band outside the barn under the stars. And it's just, it's going to be a really spectacular night. So we're looking for sponsorships for that um, and hoping to have a, a pretty good turnout for that event. Well, it sounds like a wonderful event, and and your facility, Brandy, sounds just wonderful. I mean, I think I think you, uh, you and uh, Ryan are visionaries, and of course, you being in this field for so long and and seeing the needs and hearing what the families needs and and hearing seeing what these children need is going to be fulfilled with this new facility, and and will probably. Uh, I mean, not probably. I know we'll we'll be a, a game changer, of course, for so many, many people. So congratulations, and, and all I can say is best wishes and great job. And uh, I'll, I'm eager to just know more and more and want more and more people to know about what you're doing. And it's a, it's a blessing. It's it's the greater good. It's it, we all we all when 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 one of us. When one of us uh, is lifted up, we're all lifted up. So that's just the way I see it. We're all, we're all in, in, you know, we're all better because of it. So, thank you so much. I know I'll see you soon. But uh, give uh, Ryan and all those beautiful little children, uh, Clara, Hadley, and Finnegan. I love that name, Finnegan. But you know, I knew, I thank knew you. Ryan would come up with that a good Irish name. <laughs> what do you call him, Finny? Finny? Yeah, well, a lot of times we call him Finny Bear. <laughs> Finny Bear. <laughs> yeah. Well, they're they're adorable. Uh, they're they're just as cute as they can be. All Thank right. You. Well, have a wonderful day, Brandy, and and Thank best you. wishes, and, and and keep up the great work. And thanks so much okay. for what you do. Thank you, Nancy, and thank you for your support.